0: MX network production evs sports brings you a cheeky brit and an american youtube racing sensation weekly on the lvk more than moto podcast here's your hosts lewis phillips and kellen brower Yeah, welcome everybody into episode four of the LVK More Than Moto podcast, brought to you by EVS Sports and Kellen uh, Brower here from RacerX, Lewis Phillips again in studio from Vital MX, and we're going to debate some topics today, uh, a little bit beyond just, I guess, our re- usual rehash from uh, each race weekend. I feel like we have a lot of topics today that are not anything to do with the race. One topic, I guess, it has to do with like the race weekend, but um, yeah, I feel like this is this is going to be another fun one.
1: Yeah, we don't have, like, a rider as a topic. Yeah. We don't have a result as a topic. Right. It's all very um, deeper meaning stuff. There's a lot of depth to the show.
0: Yeah, I feel like our last non-moto topic is going to be real
1: deep. Oh, I'm going to get cancelled. <laughs> okay. Someone said, to, uh, a non-moto friend of mine said, do you feel like you'll be cancelled at some point? And I was like, I kind of feel like I already have been, like, once or twice. Really? I don't know. How do you know?
0: Would you consider yourself like when the the, um, the thing in France happened?
1: <gasps> was that cancelled? No, I was kind of cancelled, but kind of celebrated. Okay. So kind of even out to yeah. neutral. Yeah, neutral. Um, All right. Well, I definitely kind of got cancelled over the rent situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say um, so. That's still going, by the way. I still get
1: people hitting yeah, me up still weekly a victim. about it. <laughs> still no better off.
0: Just so haven't been paid for your victim. brother. Yep, still victim. Yep. Still the
1: victim. Still the victim.
0: Poor Lewis. Poor, poor Lewis. Oh, it's a tough life to live. Um, All right, well, let's get into our topics today. Before we do, of course, big shout out to EVS Sports for bringing you the LVK More Than Moto podcast. Over the past 39 years, EVS Sports has established themselves as a leader in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's motocross riders. Athletes like RJ Hampshire, Kyle Chisholm, Freddie Norton, Axel Hodges, and Travis Pastrana all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day. Check out evs-sports.com to gear up like the pros and use the code LVK30 to save on anything from knee protection to shoulder braces. also want to thank Namura for presenting this show uh, this week. The leading provider of engine components for motocross, ATV, UTV, and personal watercraft for over two decades, Namura has been the preferred choice for premium and dependable engine components for more than 20 years. Whether you're restoring your vintage bike, rebuilding your four-wheeler, or upgrading your new 450 race motor, Namura has you covered. Our extensive line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, engine valves, and soon cylinder kits that enhance your engine's performance. Keep an eye out for our new and innovative products in 2024 and beyond. Stay up to date by following us on Instagram at Namura underscore technologies. And of course, as well, Racetech presenting the show this week. For 40 years, Racetech has been supplying the motorcycle industry with high-quality suspension components made right here in the USA. From modern to vintage, Racetech is your go-to source for suspension performance. They'll also bring a fan question of the week a little bit later on. And uh, that's kind of, I guess, a little bit more non-moto this week. So we're going to lump it in with our two non-moto topics. But Lewis, we got four kind of more pointed moto topics to start with here today. And I guess this one does have to do a little bit with Anaheim too, because we just had a triple crown. So we, this is fresh in our minds. And we, we obviously just kind of saw on the weekend that the guys that won the overalls at Anaheim, Levi Kitchen and Cooper Webb, weren't really going for it in the final moto as well, because they knew they had the overall in hand. Um, so you brought this topic to me, and it's definitely a good one to, I think, start off today. And it should triple crown races pay individual points instead of just an overall at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the for the spectacle, it would obviously be better. I'm sure that if Feld could, they would, <laughs> yeah. because there's no doubt that it would make the show better. Um, you can understand why the teams don't want it airing on the side of caution, but I can't think of a um, an instance where having individual points would have screwed a rider particularly over the last six years or however however long we've been doing this since 2018. Can you? Not off the top
0: of my head. I'm trying to remember. There was a race, like, b- I believe, Marvin in 2018, uh, if I remember right, one of the first years they did Triple Crowns. Dislocated shoulder in Houston, comes back the next week and races one main event, I think, but ends up getting 11th overall because he went like 9 DNF, DNS or something like that. So that would be a situation where it would have hurt him. I mean, he was already hurt, but like that would have hurt him because he would got
1: ninth place points and then two nothing, I guess. So yeah, I have no memory of that, but that is a perfect example of how that would be bad. I just, it was weird. I believe it was the final two fifty main event, um, where if RJ had made a pass, it actually would have made him lose a position. Yeah, which is like a bizarre concept. Um, it's kind of a, a a bugaboo of the triple crown obviously the racing we saw on saturday night was was incredible across the board right so you don't really want to tamper with that too much i just there has to be a middle ground maybe uh, i know that the idea of offering points per main event win has been thrown around maybe you can do that for the podium riders in each main event or even the top five um five points for first one point for fifth
0: yeah i mean what i would i guess ask you about it is is do you give out points based on the same scale like would you still do the 25 22 20 or would you lower it to some level because then you have a like if you do it like let's start at 15 for example then there's people beyond the top 15 that wouldn't get points i guess yeah
1: i was well i was wondering about this because i knew we would be talking about this what about if you do half points for each main event so the winner gets okay 12 yeah. Uh and then you go 12 and a half I guess. Well, you can't, you no do, you can't do. we're not doing that. We're not doing half points. No. So um maybe you could do that and then it does limit the risk but also um places a spotlight on the uh, puts an emphasis on the individual results. I just I saw I saw, I always see people say that at the end of a triple crown it's almost a bit like oh that actually didn't really matter. And there isn't like, for instance, Jordan Smith did incredibly well to recover how he did yeah. on Saturday night, but ultimately it should have been a lot worse and it should have damaged him more than it did. Yeah. Um. So that's weird. I don't know how I feel about that. That's weird how you basically can say, you can basically go into a triple crown and say there's less emphasis on how you perform here. Just make sure you get across the line. Yeah. On uh, the flip side
0: of that, though, remember when they changed the points uh, to 26, 23, 21, Terrible. Which we've now gone back from. But Praise the Lord. But the point that they were trying to accomplish with that is to not have a quote-unquote bad race ruin a championship because there was years that Eli would get like a 15th and it's like, oh, well, now he's way back. And now, and then 15th would give him a few more points. Like yeah, They are just trying insane. to help it out. But I'm just saying... I think for their sake, they're okay with the Triple Crown the way it is because you have a Jordan Smith who has a bad main or you have an RJ Hampshire who has a terrible night at A2 last year, for example, and it doesn't just completely eliminate them from championship fight, especially in the 250 class where, you know, Shimoda went, what, nine three, two 3 fourth? So the ninth kind of didn't matter in the end. It just. You know, gave him another shot. I guess at getting back into the mix, and I think that's what they like: is they like the the top guys having the opportunity to stay close.
1: And you know what? This wouldn't be very good because if a rider goes one 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 one, it would um it would destroy the whole title fight for us because that rider would put so many points on the others that it would be the triple crown would quickly become the worst. Uh, the worst idea in the history of ever,
0: I guess. But if you're saying we start at half points, so then 25 goes to 12, 22 goes to 11. If someone goes one 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 and two two two, that's still just three points
1: difference after a night of racing. True. <laughs> we like. Whoa, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So you you can't offer individual points with the current point total. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. Um. But an the issue is if you do give 12 points for first place. Uh, you run out of points quite quickly. So then you're doing what you said and offering points to the top 12 only, effectively F1 sprint style, Yeah, which isn't bad. It's
0: not, but then, I mean, how do you, what's your stance on the fact that like, like Billy Leninovich made the main event for the first time in whatever, 12, 13 years for him and then leaves with no points. Like he raced all three races, but got zero points. Yeah, it's fine. You're fine with that. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, because he made. But, the main I event. I thought you didn't like the how the structure uh, of a regular main event. You get in the main event, and you don't get a point if you finish twenty second. No, I don't care. You don't
1: care about that. No, I thought you did. No, I think I believe I care more about the twenty first getting a point outdoors. Oh, okay. How how does that work? What do you mean? Are we doing one point for twentieth and one point for twenty first?
0: No, there's a, there's um not a gap between. Uh, fourth and fifth that used to be there. There used so to be a two-point gap from it 18 go to will points. 25,
1: 22, 20, 18, 17. I think if I have that... But then right. that doesn't work because I I heard that the whole idea of this was to make sure the points are the same indoors and out. And now then that means they won't be because fourth place down will be getting different points. It can't be that. They must be what, doing... No, one- it's,
0: I'm saying that's the point structure moving forward. Supercross and motocross is the same. What
1: so... so Fourth place in the Supercross <laughs> this year is getting 18 points. Fifth place is getting... We should have pulled this up. No, it's gone <laughs> back to the old way. I'm going to look. Fifth okay. place Fifth place is getting 16 points. Are you sure? I swear. I don't think so.
0: I think... Well, I almost think fourth gets 19. No. I don't know. Either way...
1: It's um, here. Right.
0: Either way... Uh, either... Oh, my.
1: Okay. What do you got? Fifth place, 17 points. See? There you go. Oh That's my. what I'm saying. I, I told knew? you. Who knew? I knew, that's what I said. I am flabbergasted.
0: So that's what it's going to be outdoors then too.
1: Well, poor, yeah, I am flabbergasted. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean the whole idea of that concept was initially to if you get top five you get extra points. Well, like if you go four, I just presumed third, we were
1: going back to normal. So now oh. I've been sat in a press box like an idiot counting points in my head, and I've just been counting wrong. Mm. I just thought we were going back to the old way <laughs> with a slight tweak at the back end of the field nope so it's all different now anyway um, i am
0: shocked so triple crown half points i don't know individual how I races i don't okay. know what well, some, some form of getting points per race is what you're in for i don't even know okay lewis is out on that now he talked himself <laughs> I, out I
1: don't of. know i don't really know how i feel it was just it was a debate i don't have to have a okay answer. All right. that's
0: fine um next topic we want to talk to talk about today uh And I'm very curious on your interest level in bringing this today uh, because I think most people wouldn't agree with it. Most fans, I guess, wouldn't agree with it. But uh, the topic of less Supercross rounds, which we used to have 15. I mean, way, way back, we had much less than that, but it was 15. Then it went to 16 for 15 years or so. Now we're at 17. Um, What is the perfect number of Supercross rounds for you then?
1: Well... The reason this has jumped into the mind of young Lewis is I. It's great at the moment. Four winners in four rounds in both classes, four different pole sitters. It's great. But this has happened in the past, and by the time that we get to round 17, there is no title fight. Yeah. So, in essence, we're four rounds in. It's so exciting. But. When you look ahead at how many races are left, you kind of know it's not going to continue in this way. If it was 12 rounds, we would be a third through the championship. Yeah. And you can kind of start to see a You can see a way that this trend would carry all the way to the finale. Right. Whereas when it's 17 rounds right now, it's very hard to comprehend how this could last. So that's where I'm coming from. I don't want less Supercrosses. I love Supercross. <laughs> I'm just—it was this—it um, was this idea, this line of thinking that kind of sparked okay. the conversation.
0: Yeah. No, I get that um, sentiment for sure because you're right. Like, I feel like we get to Daytona where they say that's where the series starts, which and is the series well, is kind of over. Tim. Nine ish, yeah. but yeah, like I feel like by the time you get to Daytona, the series is usually over. And I feel like the only time we've ever had really good championships is when the clear best guy has an awful round early. James crashes out of a one or whatever, yeah. or um, Ryan Villapoto in twenty. Uh, that was probably a bad example. No, twenty thirteen went down to the end, right? Between him,
1: him and Millsaps. No, we didn't go down to the end. Well, either way, he crashed at the opener, finished like thirteenth. Uh, twenty seventeen. Dungy won, Tomac was incredibly close. Yep. If Tomac had started on fire, he probably would have won it yeah. with a round to go. Easy. Um, and actually, I believe that was quite close around t- around round 12. Right. Um, so I, I, if you look at that, I believe the teams would probably be for it. More weekends off, more right. breaks in the schedule. Uh, the riders would probably be for it. There's no way that Feld can gain from it because oh. it would, although... It would just be a loss of ticket sales because they wouldn't recoup that elsewhere. They just wouldn't. Yeah. Although, no, they just wouldn't. No. And then I'd imagine there's some sort of TV rights uh, for 17 rounds. Yeah, it's not happening. No. And there's there's no way that Feld would benefit from it. But just uh, 2014, four different winners across the first four rounds, Ryan Villapoto won the championship with a 62 point advantage. Yeah. Like, this 2012 in my opinion the worst year of supercross ever started with no but in in the sense of like underwhelming started with four winners everyone got injured yeah even the champion got injured
0: well i mean it would have been that one would have probably been an all-time title fight if reed doesn't get injured in dallas So, I I, I don't agree with that being a dud because, like, for seven rounds, it was
1: like, oh my God. No, it was a dud because of the injuries, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. Um, When the champion gets injured in season and misses rounds, it's a bad year for injuries. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, So, yeah, just like, I I almost feel like it's, I, I just feel as though if it was 12 rounds, the excitement level right now would be a lot higher because you would you would be like okay this is this is gonna go down to the wire, it's almost guaranteed, yeah, um, whereas it's kind of we won't, yeah, it's just not gonna <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i I think uh the stance I would take on it is I'm okay with less supercross rounds because we now have three playoff rounds, so like in general, I think we we should get back to some semblance of the the schedule that we had, yeah, where everything kind of ends in august ish anyway, like because." now we have no off season really like these guys go to the end of September and I know that they're trying to change that and make it not as deep in the season but I don't know how you fit 31 races in without going that far and uh yeah I think like cutting a few rounds of supercross to make sure these guys get through healthy we have a good title fight then we go through outdoors 11 rounds outdoors or whatever I, I actually let me pitch you this would you be okay with if they cut supercross rounds they cut like one more national too or do you want Nationals to go back to 12?
1: I think that 12-12 is a nice balance. Yeah, but Feld is no, never going to do that. So. But even 14 Supercross rounds, that's less of a dip, but it just makes the end seem more... You know, there's just more of a chance of it coming down to the wire. Yeah, for sure. And there there is no magic formula to have a championship go down to the wire. Otherwise, we would have that uh, figured out by now. Well, you know what would be great about um, a few less
0: rounds, at least, Like even if we do 14, like you said... Then we could potentially not start until late January it gives a little bit more of an off season, and we wouldn't be in the dead of winter and have mud race after mud race in open air stadiums like we would maybe still have occasionally ones, but I feel like because we're just we're literally in the middle of winter when we start like it's right after the winter solstice that Anaheim one happens so
1: no i would I would do it. I would start on the same date and have more weekends off, really, yeah.
0: I feel like they, uh, those guys would just rather get it all done. Like, you start a little bit later, you have more of an off-season. You start later, you get through all of it in a seven-month span, and then you have a five-month off-season. No. Really?
1: One weekend off per month? Sounds nice. For I guess. The riders, I don't care.
0: You, you come from GPs where that's a uh, commonality. I've got nowhere to be.
1: Huh? I've got nowhere to be. I can, I'll race every weekend if we need to. but Well, yeah, but I'm saying... I mean, like, I won't. You're, you're, I'll watch it. <laughs>
0: You've seen how that approach uh, matters to those guys, and obviously the travel's way different, but that's... Yeah, it's easier.
1: They get a lot of off weekends, so they get a lot of time to... Yeah, the travel is easier in GPs. Easier? Yep. Why? Let's say that, because that's a debate topic.
0: Well, I mean, Prado literally just said he loves how he doesn't have to travel, so I don't know, like... What?
1: What, He said that in relation to being here?
0: Yeah, he's like, I just go home and sleep in my own bed every night.
1: I don't have to get there on Thursday and leave Monday. Yeah, that... that that's not to do with travel, though. That's to do with the race format. I guess, but yeah, he um, doesn't have to travel every weekend. No, a majority of the GPs are within driving distance.
0: A majority? Yeah. How many are, like, within... You know, we're, we're getting way off topic of this main topic, but just quickly, how many would you say are within, like, a six-hour drive of Belgium where they all live?
1: Well, basically, all of the European rounds are within uh, eight, hour drive nine and they drive. all drive like
0: no. yeah that's what i'm saying so they would fly from belgium yeah, but to it's, it's finland a one hour anyway flight. or whatever so or my
1: flight to detroit is five hours you never yeah. apart unless you're going to overseas you don't have a five hour flight in gps
0: or if you go overseas and you have a 24 hour day even
1: turkey <laughs> turkey is um a four hour flight less than that and that's the furthest is isn't like a fly away unquote. yeah how far was qatar uh seven eight seven okay
0: all right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I see your points. So I, I, uh, I, don't, I just, yeah. well, I mean, I believe it could be a, a good change if it ever did happen. It wouldn't happen. It won't happen. But if it did happen, I could see what the just benefits Just interesting to ponder. Interesting to ponder. Uh, indeed. All right. Let's get into our third topic, which is, uh, this is one that you have been on, you know, you've been doing the groundwork, I would say, mm. of finding this all out. Journalism. I don't know anything about this, but you have been uh, tweeting about it. You've been Journalism. talking about it. You, I think you put out a tweet on Saturday saying that you yep. think this is, is what
1: closer to a done
0: deal, closer to a done deal. Yep, and it's uh, that World Supercross, which is heading into its third season of existence, or yeah. in their eyes, twenty fourth, <laughs> um, is going to uh, Wait, what may- in there? Oh, got you. yeah, got ya. Uh, Took a little while to yeah, catch yeah, up. Yeah. There. Is going into their? Or, I'm sorry, is going to switch to 450s. Only and not two classes like Cade Clayson Mm. thought maybe on
1: Twitter. Yeah, not like an A and a B, just one class, just
0: one 450 class. Um, So,
1: what what do you know about this? And then what's your thoughts? Um, All I know is that it might happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it makes sense. I would imagine this came from the new investors. It makes sense in so many ways. One, they have to pay less, uh, half the prize money. Two. I would presume they are going to give the teams half the, uh, what do they give them, a uh, stipend? No. I uh, guess, yeah. yeah. It would be a stipend. Whatever they're, the funds to travel. So they' WSX, which may not be the most um, stable business currently, would save a lot of money Yeah. from that front. Realistically, the best riders they're going to get are riders at the end of their careers. So the 250 class is never going to quote-unquote work. It's always going to be kind of mid-pack guys who are treading water and trying to find a path in the sport. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Sorry to cut you off. Did Bourdain race W S X this year? I mean, there's a guy, but he did two fifties, right? Yeah. So there's a guy that kind of probably got seen. Well, there's a guy that probably got seen from racing two fifties. I believe it
1: was Paris that did that. Oh, really? yeah okay. yeah because paris he was amazing no, he wasn't know, that amazing like, in uh... i don't know what bar x is watching i'm just saying no neither Con- do i to be honest continue um so it makes sense across the board uh i would presume i don't know i would presume that they would fill the holes in the program with some sort of local class okay maybe a youth local class they did that in abu dhabi we had abu dabbian 85 riders don't, yeah. know, don't do not believe that is the official term. <laughs> um, but, and this makes sense because I believe that they are going to go towards a uh, Qatar, Dubai, Middle East countries that have a lot of money to bring, they'll kind of want to show the world that they can do sport. Yep. Um, and the reason why they didn't do the heat races in Abu Dhabi was because they were concerned that this new market wouldn't be interested enough to hear to hear to watch uh four heat races then the main events so right. they shorten the night show yeah well take out 250s you've shortened the night show so feel so like what two hours you think uh yeah well it depends how they do it it might be it might, it might be the, it might be the same period of time but with less you're shortening the action that they're seeing so you're right. not getting bored are you no because in, in essence if you don't know who ken Roxon is you're just watching a race on repeat. You don't really know that it's a different class. You're just like, oh, another race. Here we go. Um, so yeah, I believe this will happen, and mainly because, like I say, it's fact that it is on t- on the table. Yeah. Um, I believe it will happen because it just makes perfect sense for them.
0: I think so. Do you think that with this, uh, their entire format of how they do these like triple crown races changes to something similar to what U.S. What, does? Triple crown. <laughs> Easy. But do you the think sink crown? Do you think that they would go to a format where, like you say, they didn't do the heat races, and since it's only one class, they start with race one, then there's a break, then race two, and maybe the distance is longer for the 450s as well.
1: Uh, I would like them to go to a two moto format. Oh, two motos. Because, I would like that. I don't know. I would like, but I would imagine if they're if they're cutting a class, they will keep uh the triple crown format yep. because. Otherwise, you're going to get complaints.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. So I asked uh, Kenny on Press Day this past week of what he likes about the Triple Crown in the US versus the format they do in WSX. Oh, boy. And, well, no, he basically just said, like, the format here, because of how long they choose to make the motos, would, like, you could never do back-to-back-to-back motos of, of 12 minutes plus one like they, you know, do here. So he likes both formats because they're unique in their own way, which is, like, you have shorter, like, kind of snappier races in WSX, but here it's more of, like, a long, drawn-out, like, real
1: race for each time. So I'm... Yikes. What? I'm sure WSX didn't like hearing that this is more of a real race. So,
0: I, no, he he says he likes both formats because it's two completely yeah. different things. So I'm saying... Which one works better, and should WSX change it? Like, should they yeah, stick WSX, with that format? I forgot.
1: I forgot the WSX does for back to back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, no, they, they should go to the American Triple Crown okay. with, or just do two motos. I kind of feel like that would work here as well. If we got, a, if we did away with the Triple Crown and result and replaced it with two motos, I kind of feel like that would work. I mean,
0: I like that, but. Well, I mean, I guess now that they work better together that you would maybe have them consider the two-moto format, but I think they always wanted to try to do something different than outdoors, so that's why. Um, But to the point of doing two motos, if you say they're trying to condense the schedule, how are they going to squeeze, you know, they're going to put two motos of what length in, and then you only see the guys on
1: track for 30 minutes total in a two-hour span? Yeah, but this is the point. If they're going to those countries they're kind of just there for the spectacle and they have no preconceived notion of what that should be. Yeah. So if we go to a WSX race as a fan, we want, we demand X amount of on-track time because we are subconsciously used to whatever that is. If you're a new fan in Qatar, um, oh, they did a four lap race and that's it. I guess that's normal for this sport. <laughs> Sweet, you know? Um, yeah. So they kind of have a way to craft the path that they want i don't know what their calendar will be we've heard five rounds i'm not really on the inside with wsx anymore because they feel like i'm unfair sad 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 um but if i was unfair i would have i've just i feel like i've said non stop positives about them haven't i here sad. i uh, let me, um, in terms of journalism
0: a, sad journalism in terms of a uh, public perception of wsx do you think going to just one class gives it any sort of boost of like, okay, now this looks like MotoGP or F one, which is like we just have the one class that they race.
1: They will inevitably, they will yeah, right? inevitably get shit because, <laughs> again, we are used to a certain way of doing this. Yeah. So for us to consider another way is difficult. On the surface, this but is that's where us. yeah, no, but you're, but they're not going to get shit from from man in Qatar.
0: No, but I'm saying, like, they're trying to pull in a different fan base, I feel like. yes, yeah, so they just... don't
1: have a preconceived notion. Yeah, so
0: that's what I'm saying. So does that change the public perception to new fans oh, right. that this is, like, this is just the sport? Like, 450 Supercrosses, like, there is no classification. This is just WSX now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it would be, honestly, it would be very um, favorable for them to try and make it F1 style. Because that would really be, that's a hook that they can play into. The kind of formula is there. Formula, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, uh, Yeah, I I just believe it's all positive. Um, I did have a major point. Oh, the only way this is positive, they have to get on top of their PR. Yeah, I know. It's got to be communicated in the correct way.
0: Maybe that's why they don't like you is because you hit their PR hard. I feel like this... everyone's PR hard. You do, but the, I feel like you, you're not shy to let them know that the social media stuff that they oh. do is <laughs> it just grinds Good your gears. Good job,
1: buddy. <laughs> Great to see you back on top. Um, Stefano Domenicali is the name of the man in F1, correct? Um, I be- Close believe so. It don't was. see him on Lewis Hamilton's Instagram comments going, Good job, buddy.
0: It's true. It's true. It's, tell me I'm wrong. Show me I'm the evidence saying that you're says wrong. I'm wrong. I'm not saying you're I'm just saying that's, that's you know one thing that you've definitely hit hard on. Let's it, just so. be a bit
1: more professional. All right. Okay. You know what? Who won at the weekend? What, People Web. Hold on. I'm going to go into his comments because. <sighs> good job, buddy. From Lewis. Look forward to seeing you in Detroit, lol
0: all right okay
1: pack a coat gonna be cold bruh,
0: Man, emoji simmer simmer louis it's okay we're at the end of the topic they don't need to dive <laughs> oh, so hard I into don't
1: it know. i just haven't done myself anything, oh my I? goodness
0: um, it's fine i'm already on the outs <laughs> all right uh we got one more moto topic we're going to get into but before we do that one we want to remind you guys that this is of course the evs sports lvk more than moto podcast and over the past 39 years, EVS Sports has established themselves as the leader in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's motocross riders. Athletes like RJ Hampshire, Kyle Chisholm, Freddie Norn, Axel Hodges, and Travis Astrona all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day. Check out evs-sports.com to gear up like the pros and use the code LVK30 to save on anything from knee protection to shoulder braces. And big shout out, of course, to EVS Sports for bringing you guys the LVK More Than Moto podcast. Um,
1: A little halftime debate. Halftime? Uh, the great Adam Wheeler told us to put the non-moto back into the middle of the show. Yes. Why did you feel as though you should ignore advice I'm not ignoring the him. greatest journalist in two-wheeled sport? Literally not ignoring him. Okay. I'm just trying to do two episodes of the
0: format that Steve wanted us to switch to before okay. we consider switching again. Okay. Just I, I, I actually like Adam's suggestion of sprinkling the, less, or the non-moto stuff back in. I would. What I would prefer for us is going two moto, one non-moto.
1: Ah, two moto format.
0: <laughs> Stop it, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then a second half of two moto, non-moto to end. Okay. Right. Yep. Okay. Symmetry. Yeah, symmetry. Uh, but we do have a final kind of moto-ish topic to discuss. Uh, right in your wheelhouse. Right, is. right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, because it, it does have. It has gaming ties. It has F one ties. And now it has moto ties. And that is uh, Lando Norris, who is a Formula One driver for McLaren F1 and just signed a big extension with them as well. Is um, doing this thing with Quadrant where they signed like athletes uh, to be representatives of Quadrant, which is his like kind of uh, esports brand, I guess is what you would call it, um, to represent Quadrant in many different disciplines. And one athlete that they signed was, is she. Uh, what is Lottie Van Drunen? What uh, is she's a female? I know, but like, oh. what is she? Who uh does she ride for? And like, give me a synopsis of her because I'm not very well versed on her. So. Well,
1: Kellen hates females. Yeah, so breaking Confirmed. news. Kellen hates WM- W-M-X. I almost said W S X. Um, Lottie Van Drunen is a Dutch W M X girl. Yeah, riding for her own team because W M X doesn't really have support anymore. Really, none well, at no, all. Like, no, she was going to be on FNH, and okay. her dad is a bit of a moto dad, so that didn't last very long.
0: Got it. Okay, I just didn't know if they're like if she's getting support from anybody. So I figured no, well, she would. I know. think
1: she's getting Yamaha support. You know what? She might actually. Be, I think she is on a team now. She's on that. I think she's on the debates team. Debates team. Debates. Okay. All right. See, but Pat Pat you know. Trill's team. Okay, you know more about that than me, I which think, is I why I threw it to me.
0: you to give us information on who she is. But she was signed on as is a
1: Yamaha WMX skill.
0: Would you consider this a brand ambassador role, or is this just like a sponsorship, or how how do you... Well,
1: they're on her plastics. For Quadrant? Yeah. There's okay, a but massive I, logo on the shroud.
0: I get that, but is it is it, uh, is it literally just a sponsor, or do you look at this more as like she is a, an ambassador
1: for Quadrant? I don't know. Uh, C, I believe it's a content creation partnership. Okay. But either way, so... Lando Norris has started this quadrant um business kind of as a essentially a passion project, yep. side gig from what yep. I can gather. Um a co-owner is Will any which is a YouTuber, which he's really funny. I was actually watching his videos this morning. Um so to have those two people with an invested interest in our sport is really good. Yes. Really, really yep. good. I would have liked to see them pick a different rider. <sighs> Lewis hates WMX confirmed no just because if this does go somewhere they have close to 400k followers on Instagram so this is a lot of eyeballs it's hard for for one of those new fans say they take a real invested interest in Lottie Van Drunen WMX is 7 rounds 1 every 2 months 8 weeks that's hard to really get invested in you know Whereas if it was sewer, for instance, um, a fan would very quickly be able to to decipher the fact that, oh, this is the Formula One of this sport. Yeah. They're going around the world. There's a race every week. Like, yep, okay, I understand, you know? I guess,
0: um, but I would say, and I didn't look too much into the other athlete signings, but don't you think that the point of them uh, signing Lottie in in particular would, would just be to, like, show, hey, she... She's like a badass woman doing this sport that like you maybe don't even know they have a women's side of it. Like all you've ever seen before is that like they do backflips and stuff. And no, she's like actually competing in a racing format.
1: Well, they signed four athletes, uh, a rally driver, Lottie, Lotta. Lotta, is that how you well, say it? There's no I. But it's E. I don't know. I don't know. What it, do I. I just go off what Paul Milan says. Weird deal. Um, uh, I can't remember the others okay <laughs> great topic um, um a scheme person maybe
0: but that's what i'm saying is so like they they obviously were trying to diversify who they signed it wasn't just getting like the the number one
1: elite athletes in x sport that you could find as as a journalist i really want to dig into this and i don't know how but then how did like what how did they come to the decision to sign lottie like There must have been someone from Lottie's camp who reached out. The only mutual connection that I can see is Monster. Yeah. So maybe that was it. I don't know. But then if I'm Monster, I'm putting um, sewer or AC or, you know, I'm putting someone in the running first. But then maybe they want to push this side of the sport and this investment. So I don't know. Um, Yeah, it's interesting, though. I think it's good for the sport. And I hope that mxgp publicizes it i hope that because that should be a tv segment yeah hey look formula one's lando norris i mean it's not even on mxgp social medias no i would have run that to the i would have run that into the ground for a week
0: okay well let me let me pitch this to you and, and i'm curious your thoughts of this because we've had a formula one driver owning a team yeah, in good, mxgp good point. for a long time <laughs> good point how is how is this, like, going to be better or yeah, different? Yeah, I don't
1: know. That's a great point. I, didn't, <laughs> like, I forgot about that. Kimi
0: Raikkonen has Ice One, yep. which um, is the Cowie uh, team yep. now. And that's been for 12 years that he's uh, had that? 14. 14? 14? And great point. Kimi, I, I don't know that we've seen Kimi at maybe only a couple GPs ever. Yep. But he rides motocross. Mm-hmm. He'll post about it occasionally. And he literally provides rides to the sport and you know, Great point. all that. But how is this different?
1: Like, how is this going to be better? It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I guess if you want me to give an answer, then Formula One has got a lot of new interest lately, from a younger demographic, so maybe we will tap, tap into that, whereas Kimi doesn't tap into that. I mean, I did see that Formula One did an article on F1.com about Ice One once. Yeah. But as far as I can remember that's the only um well why I ask is
0: because uh I don't think MXGP ever leaned into the fact that Kimmy owned that team like in terms of a, a social push or on their website like they would mention his name as like team owner Kimmy Riken and blah blah yeah. blah but they wouldn't be like you know flashing it on their social media as like breaking news Kimmy Riken and signs this guy Yeah. Kimmy Riken
1: signs Jeremy sewer. Nothing like that. Um, so yeah, if I'm MXGP, I'm I'm ringing Kimi Raikkonen, Lando Norris now, and I'm saying, "Do you want to come to a race? Yeah, because I will. We will pay for you. We will give you VIP tickets as many as you need. You tell us, and we'll. And all we ask in return is you do a TV interview. Yeah, do the studio show yeah. for like twenty minutes or something. Can you imagine? Honestly, <laughs> I, let me in. I want. I want to. <laughs> Do like, it's so. It's. This is what's. This, going back to last week, it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. Well, like, it- it, it's like, you know, the meme, or it's a clip from a movie where the guy's like behind a glass and he's like, no! And then the meme is like, when you see yourself <laughs> from the past doing yeah. X. That's this we like behind the glass <laughs> no yeah no like we can see it it's there yeah
0: what i am keen to see about uh with this that i think will be different is that like you said kimmy never he, he didn't even have a social media account for a long time and then did but he didn't really post on it and so he was very much of like the older generation of fans of he came from an era where there was no social media he won his world championship when like twitter was one year old yeah. like all that stuff like that and now we have Lando Norris, who is like, m- arguably the most popular F1 driver on social media.
1: Honestly, my knowledge of F1 comes from, I, I followed Lando Norris on social media without knowing anything about F1, just because he kind of went into that influencer territory. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll follow him. He'll be a good follow. Yeah. And, and now I've kind of, from his posts, I kind of, then I started having an interest in his, his results. And then I was like, oh, so-and-so won. And you know, and then I yeah. kind of. Got a general knowledge,
0: but just to finish my point quickly, Lando is a very he approaches a very young audience mm-hmm. because he is into esports. He yep. games. He's very competitive about it. That's why he created this brand and hired a bunch of people that are into that as well. because yeah, Quadrant
1: so, was a re- initially an esports e-sport sport thing. This is their first yep. step into real sports. Yeah,
0: if you actually go to the Quadrant YouTube channel, it's like a lot of like we competed on the Nurburgring and iRacing racing and stuff
1: like that. Like honestly, if I'm mxgb I would say, hey, Lando. Great that you're doing this. We would like to offer you two quadrant advertising boards on the track, free of charge. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to make him go this sports cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'll, I'll put some effort into like promoting that sport. They're cool. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I, I, I think it's cool, and I hope it it works uh, in the positive direction that I think
1: this could. I, go. I just want to know how it happened. Well, dig in. I mean, I just, I just wish that someone else had like. I wish that Lucas had figured this out for. Lucas Coonan, even. You yeah,
0: gotta find your contacts and go talk st- to contacts. Latté,
1: or whatever. I DM'd
0: Lando. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's move into our kind of non-moto stuff. And this is a uh, fan topic to start, which brought to you by Racetech Suspension for 40 years. Tech has been supplying the motorcycle industry with high-quality suspension components made right here in the USA for modern and vintage. Racetech is your go-to source for suspension performance. They bring you our fan topic of the week, which does have to do with Moto because it has to do with you and I, Lewis, and our career paths a little bit. But it's kind of like an overarching theme about us and our interests a little bit. So uh, this comes from at BrettCL775 or Brett Clark on Twitter. And he asks, where do you two see yourselves in 10 years and what are your career goals? Now, I'm 30. Lewis, you're 28. We're both um, fairly tenured journalists already in this sport. I feel like I've been doing this for nine years.
1: How long have you been doing it? Uh, as far as like traveling to the races, yeah, this is my ninth year. As far as like covering the sport as a job, this is my twelfth year.
0: Pretty much the same for me because I was I got into Verb when I was nineteen, and now I'm thirty. And you're the same thing. You was seventeen when you got in at, uh, at MX 16? Vice. Yeah, my th- well,
1: my first year of going to GPS was 2015.
0: Yeah, so um, I've been kind of around the sport, and you've been kind of around the sport for a similar amount of time. And yeah, now we both. Huh? Sad. <laughs> Sad. Uh, now we're both in this position where we go to a lot of races. I think we're kind of both looked at as now more like trusted sources as, a little bit as well in terms of information provided to fans. Debatable. But, in you know, like we're not just like nobodies anymore, which we definitely were when we got our start, right? Debatable. Okay. Anyway, um, so going to you first. No, uh, going to you first. You want to go to me yep. first. Okay. You want to know my career goals Tell me. in 10 years.
1: Tell me. Who is Kellen?
0: Well, I got into motocross journalism in the first place because I had a vested interest in going to broadcasting. And that's why in the esports echelon of moto with MX Sim and MX Bikes and Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game, I have gone into broadcasting positions with that and called races for 13 years now, I think, uh, in that discipline to test my skills and get better at it because I thought I could be a good play-by-play announcer someday for the sport. So, if you're asking me in 10 years where I see myself, ideally it would be somewhere in the TV discipline for motocross and supercross. But I'm also not opposed at all to just being a, a solid journalist in this sport for years to come and, you know, shooting video and getting content and kind of chasing it like you and I both do right now and developing my skills and getting better at it that way as well. So I'm kind of torn. I don't really have like a straightforward career path that I want to follow, but I definitely enjoy the position that I'm in. What so. would
1: it What would it take for you to not be in the sport in 10 years? What would tempt you away, I guess?
0: Uh... I mean, I guess if you're saying like we'll pay you a lot of money to go be a a director of something elsewhere entirely, I I wouldn't be opposed to like it, I would go to like baseball because my family has a, a a history of baseball sports writing, and I grew up playing baseball, so that would be a place that I can see myself going. So that would be your alternative sport. Alternative sport, yeah. Yeah. In terms of doing journalism, but just going somewhere else with it. I don't know about. I have no idea what it would take to get me to not be a journalist at this point. Like, so your your hidden.
1: passion is TV, not not so much uh, writing or reporting. No, I
0: have a passion oh. for that, but i I think I'm good enough to eventually get into a TV role.
1: Yeah, you you okay? You uh, phrase it differently. Your passion is writing, but it, writing was never and isn't the end goal.
0: Yeah. When I was, uh, I would have been. How would I have been twenty sixteen? 23, 22-ish, somewhere in there, uh, I got to a chance to ask the late, great Dick Enberg, who is a Ugh. longtime sportcaster in the US, um, if you want to get into broadcasting, like if you're my age and you want to get into broadcasting, what would you do? And his suggestion to me would be write. Take as many writing classes as you can, write as many stories as you can, because you build a, a background knowledge of what it takes to go from writing to speaking and taking that that those things that you wrote down and narrating them. And uh so I really picked his brain on that and, and I've kind of taken that to heart ever since. Like I've just tried to really be get really good at honing in my craft at writing and then with that also announcing and broadcasting things on the side. Have you actually tried to
1: get into announcing?
0: Well yeah, because like I've done the esports thing forever. I literally put my name in the hat for doing the ESX thing. But like have felt. you
1: I mean have you have you emailed Race Day Live and said, hey if Dan Hubbard's sick one week, are <laughs> uh, like and you need someone at the eleventh hour. I'll be there. Uh,
0: not email, but in conversation. Yes, I've talked to people about. Okay, this. good for you. And I announced Loretta's last year, all six days of it. So it was
1: was that an, was that a happy accident or was that a Kellen wants to no, do this? So let's I give want him to a do shot. that.
0: And I didn't, ex, you know, I didn't take any payment or anything. I just was like, I'll whatever it takes to get in the booth. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I'm kind of in like a bind at the moment because I don't really know what's like. I don't really know what my next big goal is. I think that it was such a big goal for such a long time to move to America that I've kind of like gotten to the top of the mountain, and I'm like, do I go back down? Like, <laughs> you know, you know, I think that is a saying, isn't it? Like, you get to the top of the mountain, and you're kind of like, now what?
0: I guess, but I feel like if I'm looking at your career path to this point and what you're good at doing. I think, like, I think you have the potential to be the sports Pulp MX in the future. You know, like, the guy that has... So I need to
1: murder Steve?
0: No, 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 no. Like, you you have no, the No, I'm potential... hearing that I need to murder Steve loud and clear. Let me just... Calm down. You have the potential, I think, to be the guy that is really good at getting rumors out tastefully and not, like, you know, destroying your reputation with teams or something by just blowing them out constantly. But also having shows like this one or your review show with Michael or the one that you do with Adam about GPs, where people can come to you for reliable information uh, that you display about a series. And that's what Steve has done for 15 years now. And I think that you're building yourself into a level where you can be uh, a journalist in the sport that can do that very easily.
1: Yeah, but in an essence, am I not already that? I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I'm not a Steve's level, but I'm. I'm. I am a journalist who, does, like you say, I do. The, I do podcasts. I do. So I guess what I guess the what you're saying is just basically grow my profile and be better at what I'm doing now. I yeah, keep I mean, improving in this field.
0: Steve made his own brand off of it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that you're someone that has the potential to do that as well. Not necessarily saying you will, but I believe that that's where your skill set could lie okay
1: this is like therapy now well, um, <laughs> i'm just saying um yeah i i don't know honestly i don't know I, all i know is that i want to be re- i want to be content with the facts that i'm doing a good job which i'm not at the moment so but i don't know what that looks like and i don't know how that looks well i mean i would say in the short term like if you look at what you
0: want to accomplish this year, like what are those things? Like what are you trying to improve upon
1: at the moment? I don't know because it's very much a bigger picture. Um well, Honestly. You,
0: I just tried to get you to pinpoint something little because you weren't giving me a big picture, and then you said it's a bigger <laughs> picture. So I, I'm confused at this point.
1: Uh, well, this is what therapy is, Kellen. It's a <laughs> wind it's a winding road of nothingness. Um I guess this year I wanna kind of I guess this year I want to make it known what I'm about. Like, oh, this guy is trying. Essentially, that's my goal for this year: is for people to go. Lewis equals he's putting in effort. He's not just towing. He's not just going through the motions. He's actually trying to be better. And then that's I want that to be the perception of me: is this he's not just got the job and is backing into it every week and just like oh he's doing the normal stuff. Yeah. Like, um. I've tried to make my press day interviews more in-depth to some applause and some criticism, uh, as is the way of the world nowadays. Um, And yeah, I'd like to do more. I I guess the one item on my to-do list, which I'm going to try and do here really shortly, maybe as soon as next week, is the series that the Hurlings interview started. I'm going to do more of those, but from now on, they're going to be on video, and I'm going to rent like a fancy hotel room on the top floor of a hotel in LA. And like, so it's going to have like the backdrop and the vibe of this isn't a moto podcast. It's going to okay. have the vibe of like, this is a business podcast. Like and a, it, like a Graham Benzinger on I YouTube. I have no idea what that oh, okay. fucking is. Get up one time. Um, yeah. So like, that's, I want, uh, yeah, that's a definitely a little, uh, item on my to-do list. And I want the interview to be not about racing, but to be about like the business side of the sport, the emotion side of the sport, yeah. the psychology side of the sport. um, So that's on my immediate to-do list, but that's not necessarily a life goal because I can do that quite easily. I've just got to make the arrangements. Um, So I don't know.
0: Can I say one thing that I think both you and I kind of have uh, an interest of of doing is that I think you and I both are trying to make the sport look more professional from a media standpoint. And I know we talked about this last week, but to your point about high-rise hotel with a backdrop and all that stuff like that, I think you and I are both trying to be like, Okay, we're not just going up to him with a GoPro yeah. and interviewing them, which is fine. Like, that's what people sometimes also really like and it keeps really, it simple. Yeah. But I think that uh, there's a lot of value to like doing a professional sit down interview with someone and getting real
1: information out of them that doesn't feel like it's all PR. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess that goes in hand in hand with my first point of, um, me wanting the vibe of Lewis to be he's trying is if you don't even listen to the interview but you see a screenshot of it it's immediately different so you're like oh someone's put in effort here um um I can't in hindsight I should have done that with the Jeffrey one but because it was the first one I didn't really know how it was going to go I didn't expect it to be as good as it was and also Jeffrey is I, I knew that with Jeffrey specifically I would get more out of him if we sat very relaxed yeah um and we were very relaxed. It was like I almost forgot I was doing an interview at points. So, I, so that, that yeah, that's that. There's good and bads. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I just want to be good. I want to be. I want to find contentment with being happy with the job that I'm doing. Not the job that I'm doing as far as the tasks, but my output. I want to make. I want. I just want to be the best I can be. And whether whether that's the best in the sport or the ninth best in the sport. I want to be the best that I can very be. And I really don't feel like I've scratched the surface of that yet. All right. Yeah. No, I think like, that's fair. Deep. I mean, deep. Honestly, move. though, like, I, yeah, I think about it a lot. And like I say, especially there was like, because all through the 2016, 2017, 2018, someone says, what do you want to do, Lewis? And I'd say, move to America. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go to America one day. Yep. Plan is to go to America one day. So now it's kind of like, oh, okay. I did that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I it's like, okay. i never actually planned for what's next.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, all right, well, let, we went deep there. I think we're about to oh. g- get a little bit deeper because the way that you wanted to do this final <laughs> non-moto topic was a lot more, I feel like, philosophical than what we're going to ask. Uh, but uh, I think it's a good talking point, regardless, because uh, there's a lot of discussion about the fact that like people, our generation, or even our next generation behind us, or something, are going to live. A lot longer, like, life expectancy is continuing to go up and up and up and up. And uh, so the question that you wanted to pose today for Non-Moto is...
1: (laughs) It's ridiculous now that I hear it. Now that it's on the air, it's ridiculous. Do you want to
0: live to 100 years old, Lewis Phillips? You go first. Okay. Because
1: I I might get myself in trouble here, so I want to see where you're going to go with it.
0: Yeah, like, so long as you don't experience uh, any sort of, like, you know... Medical issues, I guess, that makes it hard to live to that age, like you live reasonably comfortable to that age, then yeah, I would. Because for me, now having a family, a daughter, and stuff like that, I would love to be able to see how her life goes and how, you know, hopefully her children's life uh, goes. And as well, like, how awesome would it be to just kind of see what changes in, you know, human history over a hundred year span? Like, I'm always fascinated by people that were born in like eighteen forty, no, like let's say eighteen seventy <laughs> something, and but lived to, not alive. That's a hundred. Listen, I'm fascinated by people that are born in like eighteen seventy something and lived to like nineteen seventy something right. because they have a hundred year lifespan and they went from no vehicles to watching someone land on the moon. And what would we see in going from being bo- born before the millennium to living to almost the next century? Like, that's another fascinating concept to me to see what changes about human history in that time frame but
1: i mean what do you think about it i'm out you're out absolutely no way okay literally no way why i'm out but I why don't Want that? what's the point you
0: don't want to live that long because no, what's, what's the, the point? point
1: by that point i'd have done everything that i need to do okay <laughs> okay like, I don't, there would be nothing else for me to do because a i wouldn't be physically able and b i'd be written off because of my age and yeah there'd be nothing i'd literally just be a spectator
0: uh your favorite GP rider of all time is Josh Coppins, right? I I'm going somewhere with this, but right? Coppins.
1: He's coming to a Did you see on Twitter? Oh. He's coming to a race. <laughs> did you like my reply? Uh I don't I don't think I saw it. <laughs> he this. said he said, I'm coming to an American race, I'll let you know. And I replied, I've just cleared my schedule for the entire year.
0: Okay. Where I'm going with this is does Coppins have kids yet? Yeah. Th- okay, so does he have boys?
1: Uh Nixon, yeah.
0: So Coppins has Nixon? Yeah. a son who, let's say for this sake, gets into racing.
1: He and is. He raced the um, YZ uh, Cup uh, at the Nations.
0: Okay. And gets good enough to have a career that you know, spans as long as Josh's did. Yep. And then he as well has another kid and that kid races. So then you can watch the entire Coppins lineage if you live to a hundred years old. Uh, no, I'm out. It's like the Everts lineage. You could go watch Harry in the, in the 60s and 70s all the way to Liam right now. Why is that cool? because you love josh coppins so you get to see like i get to see townley's kid race and i'm excited for it townley's kid is meant to be really good yeah i didn't look great in smx a little bit but i agree like i think that he's gonna turn out well
1: yeah I, i'm out no okay i'm sorry i'm just trying to help i like even like <sighs> because
0: you don't have family yet so i can't like appeal to that with so you've you?
1: come seeing josh seeing josh coppins kid race i mean he's, he's, he's your family because you love him so much <laughs> but, but <laughs> if, if this is justification i think you've just proved that I'm well right. i'm just trying to come up with a reason no, like, uh, yeah like no i'm out i don't okay, like, even to,
0: 80 it's just like no i'm just trying to come up with a reason of why you would be excited to see the year
1: 2080 even putting it like that, I'm out. <laughs> That's just uh, 2030 seems like a bit of a slog to reach. Uh, no, I just don't see why you want that. Like, I just don't. I mean, okay. for a good time, not a long time. All right. Because you you initially wanted to ask, do you want to live forever? No, this was, but we I can't even it. get to a hundred years with you. <laughs> I so. saw it on Instagram yesterday, and I thought to myself, I wonder what Kellen's thoughts on that are. <laughs> because I saw it on Instagram, and I immediately read it and was like, no. All right, but like, there's just nothing to gain from it. I would argue that like once you're over the hill, I almost feel like I'm over the hill now. Like twelve years, stop nine it. years. Um, but once you're over the hill, what is there to gain? It's all downhill. Okay, but you don't have. I guess that's where you stop to appreciate the flowers and the yeah. sky and stuff. But I'm like, not, I don't care. The sky's
0: blue. From my perspective, I'm so excited to see my daughter become an adult, and hopefully, she have kids. And so, like that process of just continuing to see her grow and like the people behind me and their lives continue to grow i'm excited for that no i'm out okay so if you if you have a child someday you don't think it would change your
1: mind no if i could i, I don't really i don't really want uh, 70 we, i'm out
0: should we revisit this topic in 10 years
1: yeah. When when I'm on TV
0: and you have hopefully I'm, gotten I'm, much better. I'm,
1: and I've still <laughs> sat here with slightly more Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Because well, that was essentially the that was essentially <laughs> the reason you gave me. I think you can get to a place where you'll have slightly no, no, no. more Twitter followers.
0: No, I feel like Steve has gotten to a point and we're just going back to an old topic at this point, but I But it all kind of ties in, actually. I guess, but I feel like Steve has gotten to a point where Yes, some people think he's a bit of an idiot still, but he's <laughs> ascended to a he's Clip ascended to, he's ascended to a point in the sport where he's not only a mostly respected journalist, but he's also doing a lot of good things for the sport with the Privateer Challenge. Uh, does the Privateer podcast like the fantasy? I feel like made a lot more people pay attention to riders they obviously wouldn't have otherwise. Still. So I don't know. Like I feel like. That could be something that you do as well, like give
1: back to the sport in the way that Steve has. So you feel like, like my future is I'm a giver. Yeah, sure. Wow, that's a turnaround. <laughs> Why? Because I think what did I think of you before? I don't know. Just don't know. Don't know. That's quite a positive. Like I'm a Jesus reincarnated.
0: Well, I didn't go that far. Oh, I just said okay. that you, I just think that you have a lot of uh, potential okay, to right. help the sport. You grow. said
1: words, and I took it as um, I'm Jesus.
0: You know, you've been using the word Jesus a lot this year. Uh as if as if like you've ascended from this like heavenly position to give back to the sport already. Maybe I have <laughs> like,
1: okay. Who knows. Yeah? Well. But no, I think if I could have a contract to say I'm out at 70, I'd sign it. I'm out at 70 yep. and just done. Yep. All right. Maybe but, even 60. <laughs> Cuz what's really going to happen between the ages of 60 and 70? Well, I mean,
0: getting back to the philosophical side, uh would you like would you take a contract of being out, as you put it, at an earlier age for nothing but good health to that point or live longer?
1: And maybe no, I don't have- care about that. I just, okay. I just don't see the point. Right. I'd imagine it's boring. Um, you're not going to achieve much. Like, there's just, I, just, I cannot comprehend the, the point of it. So the feeling you get going into Anaheim 1
0: every year, I'd imagine is the same as me, which is like, I'm so excited. I, know it's, I don't know what's about to happen. Yep. Racing's about to begin. And you don't want that every single year? Like, you don't
1: want that feeling for well, years by that and age, years, and even, years. Uh, you're uh, At that age, someone will go to me, Lewis, Anaheim 1's on this weekend, and I'll go, what? <laughs> What's that? What happened? You got a <laughs> singing aisle at 60 or <laughs> what? Oh <go> okay, sixty, okay. <laughs> Why are these writers going around in circles? No. Um,
0: <laughs> Why did you get Southern too? Like, you moved I know, to the US. I was to, you to do it was like, like an I was
1: like an old confused man. <laughs> ah! um, no, like, it's just, yeah, no, no. I feel, I, I kind of don't, I'm kind of biting my tongue because as you started this topic, I realized that I'm probably, this could rival the rent situation <laughs> for me. I don't shit. think it does. Cause I feel like, like are... I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of like biting my tongue. No,
0: I feel there are people uh, in this world that, that kind of agree with you. Like they get to a certain point in life and they're like, yeah, I lived. Like
1: I've got a to-do, like I've got a to-do list. Like that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I'm trying to figure out what's next for me and what my plan, not, not even what's next, but what my goals are. What my priority is, how I get there, blah blah blah. Um, and once the to-do list's done, we're done.
0: Okay, I guess. Right. Yeah, everybody's different, man. Uh, uh, I just feel like
1: this podcast. I feel that's like the it's the whole just point of LVK. The, it's just the attack, Lewis. Show. It's not you're choosing your own direction. Yeah, here. I didn't you- mean. I, you know when it sounds good in your head and then you uh, it starts and you, like you get on a roller coaster. Do I just need to pick the non-moto topics? The roller coaster, you coaster just starts moving and you're like, yeah, I didn't know this was a bad idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, you can pick the non motor. Okay. Well, there was one that you vetoed.
0: I did because I thought that that would make you look really bad.
1: But that wasn't my opinion. That was a quote from someone else.
0: Yeah, but you wanted to dis- discuss it, which makes me assume that you feel that way about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, that was going to be my race tech rant on uh, <sighs> yeah. Pulp last week. No, I don't so think your advice I'm trying to, me, to
0: save you at this point. Like, stop going so deep on topics like that. Your
1: advice to me is to stay away from that quote. Yes. Like, get it out of my head. Yeah. And, okay.
0: And maybe we'll talk about it someday, but ne-
1: today's not the day. So you're saying that I would get ninety percent hate for that quote?
0: Well, I, I'm just again trying to save you. You, okay. you, you. you shot yourself in the foot in episode one, and here we are in episode four, and you still feel like you're being attacked. So I'm just trying to pull the heat honestly. Off I of don't you. know
1: if this was a good discussion. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I think almost it was- one, I'm almost wondering if I should not have, if we should cut this out.
0: No, it was good it, because I, like again, I think that there are people that will have different opinions on this. And I think. And so far, we have gotten the most feedback for the show about opinions that have nothing to do with moto.
1: Non-moto. Steve wanted us to discuss Jack in the Box. I know and we've we basically done. I let therapy. you. I let you pick the topic today for non-moto. So you know what we've basically gone therapy. Next Steve. week.
0: Next week we'll talk Jack in the Box. No, next and- week
1: we'll talk fried chicken
0: jack in the box we'll talk uh traffic in the usa versus British i think
1: that's what we were meant day. to do not, yeah. not
0: um steve is gonna yell at us for sure
1: next week what's the meaning of life
0: <laughs> you know i minored in philosophy in college too
1: well let's do that That'd be
0: fun. <laughs> oh man all right um we've definitely got a little little bit over time not too bad today yeah, was but there but no the, timer well the last two topics i literally started oh. at 40 minutes into the show so i'm like we'll just dedicate about 10 minutes okay. of time to each so yeah um but that's it for the fourth episode here of LVK. More than Moto, Kellen Brower, Lewis Phillips uh, here in studio talking about a lot of stuff and just going deep today, Lewis. We went very deep, therapeutic session. I didn't lose my mind. You didn't? No, well, did? No, you started once. to at the end.
1: No, there was once in the middle.
0: Started to lose it a little bit by the end. You were.
1: There was the middle one where I said I'd comment on Cooper Webb's Instagram saying, pack a coat. Yeah, Brr. calm down. Funny. You're
0: going to get some phone calls sooner or later. Um, no, Big just- shout Big shout out to EVS Sports Nemur, and Race Tech for supporting the show. What? Well, now I'm shitting myself. No, you just got to stop going in so heavy. But on what did stuff. I do? No, you just you acted as if you were somebody else going on Instagram and comment. Yeah,
1: I didn't say anyone in particular. Okay, all right. if you if you think that's about you, then that's your problem. I didn't say a name. I didn't say it was about. No, him. but I'm saying to the like if you okay. if you believe I'm referencing you, right. then you need to look in the mirror because I didn't right. say a name. Okay, that's like me going. You know what, Kellen? I hate bad people. If you think I'm talking about you, you've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right
0: uh thank you guys for tuning in to episode four of the show i'm not going to detroit this weekend but lewis will be back next week with all the hot topics from detroit or cold topics because it's going to be cold there um so thanks guys for listening to another episode of the lbk more than moto podcast and we'll see you guys next week